Hello, welcome to Kupo Talks, a podcast about two best buds talking about visual novels, game narratives, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. My name is RJ. My name is Andrew. And today we're going to be talking uh, about something that we both really, really enjoy. We're going to talk about Butterfly Soup by Brianna Lee, released in September of last year. And it's something that RJ first found. Um, I think you followed the production pretty closely before it came out. Um, I've heard about it, and then I've read articles saying how it's this Asian queer uh, visual novel like set in California, and as California natives, and also be myself being Asian, I was, I was curious, and uh, it honestly became one of my favorite, vi- or th- my favorite visual novel of 2017. And I'd have to agree with him. With uh, nothing else really coming close. Nothing else really caught me to squeal or like kind of giggle with yeah, like, like enjoy uh, enjoy yourself in a way. Yeah, especially when it started talking about things like baseball and things like that. It's something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, but uh, something that I never really get to talk about, especially the stuff with like knuckleballing and things like that. I find yeah. fascinating. Yeah, definitely. So um, we have a couple of topics for today. If you want to start uh, reading them off by the first thing we're going to talk about. Um, it says here how it's like to grow up in California, us in a largely Asian, <laughs> Asian Latin community. So, um, uh, so I kind of wrote the docket, and uh, he's trying to translate what it means with my shorthand. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty messy. Um, th- I can't read this font, dude. It's like the simplest font there is. It's it hurts my eyes. But regardless, um, one of the big things that they that the game talks about is uh, the discrepancy between uh, a large white population and a population of minorities mm-hmm. where Butterfly Soup takes place in Oakland, which uh, I'm not that familiar with the Oakland community, but um, I mean, being around the Bay Area, you get a lot of, you know, a large population is minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, something okay. that really came across to me is that both me and RJ are from the same hometown. We went to the same elementary school, since same middle school and high school. And for a long time, I thought that our community was split pretty evenly between uh, Latinos and Asians. Yeah. Uh, specifically, specifically Filipinos. You know, Filipinos. And I never really thought about how, like, especially, it's specifically Mexican mm-hmm. and how large a Mexican community there is there in Oxnard. Mm-hmm. Because uh, both me and RJ were lucky enough to be in uh, the higher preparatory classes where it's pretty skewed between being mostly uh, half and half of mm-hmm. Mexican and Asians. And we never really saw that the majority of the schools we went to were mostly Mexican. Yeah. It's like, uh, so I go to college and I'm studying to be a mus- er, an educator. So my, me being naturally curious, I look at the demographic breakdowns of uh, schools around uh our our, 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 area. our area you know and uh in 2016 it was about like a 90 percent uh population of uh, latinos mm. in our high school yeah and then like less than 10 percent filipinos which isn't what we saw in our nope. classes and since like we're also band kids yeah we just stayed in the band room lunch and after school and we never went outside it was just the same people over and over again uh, something i actually did look up out of curiosity 
the United States as of 2015, I believe it is 17% of uh, Latino heritage mm-hmm. and 6% of all Asians, yeah, all um, which is, like I said, really, really different from where we're yeah, used to. Saw. Um, especially, uh, I have family in North Carolina and we go out there and we don't see anyone of color, mm-hmm. like at all. The mm-hmm. only time I see anyone else of color that's not directly related to me is when I go to church. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when all like all the Mexicans, all the Latinos come out. Yeah. Um, all together. But I thought that there's a specific scene where she's talking to one of her younger friends and her younger friend sees on the news that. At that time, only four percent of the uh, of the nation is mm, Asian. Asian, and they don't believe him because why would they? They're yeah. kids; they the can kids. only see what's in front of them. It's like their world is only themselves and the community they yeah. see. Um, and I thought that was a really, really interesting touch, at least to talk about when it comes to living specifically here in California. Mm. Uh, well, more specifically, talking about the coast. Yeah. Because um, where we come from, we're directly on the coastline. It is a big mix of people. Mm-hmm. Um, like from my house to the beach, it's like 10 minutes. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, when um, Brianna writes about that, it's it really picks up a lot of what we picked up in high school is that we didn't grow up in a normal place. Mm-hmm. We grew up in a very different part than what the rest of America would. Especially now, we go to a pretty particularly ethnically diverse college mm-hmm. where I think I think it's a good 60-70% of uh, our population is of some other ethnic descent that is not white. Yeah. Um, especially having a couple friends coming to visit us. They were like, wow, your school's really diverse compared to a lot of other like... Yeah, schools. Even a lot of schools in California were mm-hmm. particularly diverse and uh, it's something that the university is particularly proud of. Mm-hmm. And like I also like I'm glad the school is pretty diverse. Yeah, yeah. Because like I never like even like really thought about Armenians or like yeah that because we don't you don't see them in our hometown. Yeah, and it's like diversity is like yeah. really important. Yeah, like Lebanese, we have a lot of Malaysians, Lebanese, a lot of Koreans. Yeah. Where kind yeah. of where we grew up, it's mostly it's if you're not Filipino, you're Vietnamese. Yeah. Or and that's kind of mostly it. I mean, you get a handful here and there, but that's the majority of all Asians in the community that we grew up in. Yeah. We're here, it's everyone. Yeah, and Butterfly Soup, I feel it, it captures that really well. Yeah. And it captures that's a lot of things very well, mm-hmm. where I feel, at least for me mm-hmm. and I feel for us, it, it creates that like powerful attachment to yeah. it. Like one thing I also wanted to talk about is uh, just how butterfly soup it's just like this amalgamous like thing of representation yeah yeah it's not just how it's like to grow up in california or how it's like be like in a predominantly minority neighborhood and seem like you're the only one but also it has like things of like internet culture like i really like how uh there's the scenes of the chat room yep and the scenes of like weird anime stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh sometimes you get when you're uh with like Asians or like just growing up mm-hmm. on the internet yep inspired by anime like both of us even though like I'm Asian and you're like Mexican. Latino Mexican yeah it's you grew up with anime yeah and like you grew up 
sometimes just on the internet and like in middle school we just use AOL chat rooms yeah and like... well I didn't use AOL chat rooms I was pretty behind on the internet but like yeah, but... I my my cousins had a lot of VHS tapes yeah it's like yo we got Dragon Ball Z on VHS and like that was my first kind of exposure to stuff it was like Yu Yu Hakusho and like Roni Kenshin and like Gundam and yeah but um, like we're, we're like super like adamant about it yeah yeah in we, middle school yeah it's like that was our our thing mm-hmm. and I don't know, it's like a common trend. Yeah, of yeah. Like, this anime. Yeah, like, even now, like, I know a couple of friends that all their handles are just, they completely change their names. They're known as completely other different names, and they're so absorbed in, like, their hobbies and the things they like. It is, you don't refer to them by their real name. You refer to them as their handle mm-hmm. or some stuff like that. I, I can think of one friend in particular that is just, let go of her name completely and just goes by a made-up Korean name, but that's what she's into, and so yeah, you know. She's into, yeah. Yeah. It's like another thing. Um, it's uh growing up with parents who are like really adamant about like academic success. Ooh. And uh, it's like, cause it it touched me, cause like uh I just got into Asian American studies in my college like a year ago. First started with Asian American fiction, and now it's uh, Asian Americans in education, and just learning about like that whole notion of quote unquote Asian excellence, and how like education is also really important. And in the when your parents like come over like immigrants, and it's like they sacrificed everything to give you that chance at a better life. And sometimes some parents take it in a way they feel entitled that you're not you're not doing a good job and it's like we did this for you. Yeah. And you should feel bad and guilty that you're not gonna doing a good job. So do better. So do better. And it's you you saw that or you read about that like with Noel. Yeah, with Noel. I might no- say with- Noelle by accident just because that's how I read it in my head. So please mind that. Yeah, he's not French though. So. I'm not French. I did take French though. For like two years and i but think you did forgot. too yeah we forgot yeah but um a lot of what noelle's ch- no, really. noelle's <laughs> chapter really hit home for me because um i grew up in a single parent household until you know maybe i was like 10 or something and a lot of her struggles with her mom being pretty overbearing is not something that is unique to just like um, like Asian immigrant culture, but it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of like uh, Latino immigrant culture. Yeah. So um, like, even like the immigrant mindset of yeah. And brought you here for me particularly. Like my mom is a United States you know citizen. She was born here, but she spent a lot of her former formative years in Mexico. And growing up, it's it was something that burned into my head. And she would say to me a lot as a child, "Was you're our only shot." You're the only, you have to, you have to succeed. We, all of this we've done for you. And as a child, I didn't really get it. I didn't really understand. Um, I just thought it was like, just be good and get good Mm -hmm. grades. But um, as I got older, she started telling me more and more of like the struggles she had to face to get where she is. She um, had to work a lot of nights. She had to struggle a lot. She worked maybe like almost like 18 hours when I was like really, really young to keep a roof over our heads. And for me particularly, a lot of things came really easily. I didn't have to try very hard. 
um, I didn't realize to do anything in school. It just everyone was like, "Oh, he's smart. Yeah, keep going, smart. keep going." Yeah, and the gifted program. Yeah, like, you just roll through APs. And I think it it culminated when I hit high school. Uh, teachers started started not to let me just ride on like natural talent, mm-hmm. and actually have to do work. And I did really really badly my freshman year, and my parents were really 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 upset, and they they forced me under some other things to cut my hair because um, I was really, really into having really long hair. Mm. And they saw that as a punishment. I still remember. Yeah. It was pretty long. It was really, really long. It was like up to my shoulders. And I guess I never really understood why I had to get good grades until a lot of my other family members started failing. Mm -hmm. And I started to get like, I started to understand why my my mom pushed me so hard was for me not to fail it's not like she expected me to be like stanford ivy league yeah she just expected me to not get into trouble yeah and i guess that was her way of pushing me mm-hmm. but like it really really bothered me that uh specifically noel's mom was really cutthroat and especially along the lines of you can't trust anyone yeah. you you don't need to make friends and yeah, it's like, what what are friends going to do for you in the long run? And it's like, uh, it's like the, this other kid, like got into all his Ivy league schools. Yeah. And we're going to put this newspaper clipping in mm. your room to remind you. That's really harsh. That's really harsh. And it's not that my mom ever went that far. It's that some of my cousins really, really succeeded and mm. it's really, really good on them. I'm really happy on them. Um, it's particularly one cousin, um, who ended up doing the same major as I am. She ended up going to economics and I went into business and she went to a really, really good, um, in California, we have a separation between our two types of public schools. In case you guys don't know, it's the university of California and the California state universities. And it is seen that it is seen that the university of California system is better because they're more formatted towards research and they tend to get a bit more money than uh, state schools yeah it's also like more expensive like a lot more expensive and there's a lot there's a idea of prestige that comes along with them when there isn't supposed to the both programs are supposed to maintain the same type of like education and prestige but she ended up going to a university of california school and i ended up going to a state school or prior to that i went to a community which was uh not seen with the uh, best of light, I suppose. Not, I want to say intentions, but they thought um, I would end up giving up or not exceed mm. as much as she did. But in the end, um, I think my mom softened because she eventually went back to school and she saw how hard it was to be a student in the modern age. Yeah, it's really hard. Uh, it's especially really because hard. the position that she had, yeah. she has now doesn't would now require a college degree, but she doesn't have one. But through, I guess, seniority and through experience that she's able to hold that position. And she understands how hard it is now hmm. to be a student. And I think that's something that maybe Noel's mom does not, maybe doesn't comprehend of how difficult it is yeah. to be good because yeah. everyone's good. Yeah. It's like, it's the, it's also like education competitiveness. Yeah. And sometimes as a parent, like, you you only see the standardized testings and you only see the A's, mm-hmm. uh, and just compare it. Just 
like there's way more aspects of school like the social aspect of it mm-hmm. and uh once you ignore that part mm-hmm. it just becomes a hard time mm-hmm. on those students and it's hard time on now the people the yeah. kids the kids yeah and uh at least for me uh like uh my brother went to like the the better school i guess in a way one of the top three schools in our state yeah and for me uh i i like i always knew in the back of my head that like my parents like want me, want me to follow down that same path of like go to college so then you can get a good job mm-hmm. and um like for me all that like educational pressure came from the inside because i always saw like when i was young my dad wasn't around because he was stationed in san diego uh military in the navy and my mom used to work countless hours, like manufacturing solar plants, mm-hmm. and like uh, knowing where they came from, from the Philippines, where my dad is like also enrolled in the military, and my mom actually had a college degree, mm-hmm. and they when they came here, they gave that up, or my mom gave up her college degree because it it meant it meant it means nothing in the <laughs> yeah. United States, and I wish it did, but that's not the case. She had a master's, didn't she? Uh, it's a bachelor's in oh. like agriculture. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and just just knowing that, and knowing that, like, just I'm supposed to I'm supposed to like get yeah. into college. I'm supposed to do this, mm-hmm. and I, it resonated with me with the uh, Dia, because we don't get to like see a lot of like her parents or stuff like that, mm-hmm. but only what she talks about. Yeah. That's like how her parents have high expectations of her. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like uh has expected to be a doctor. Yeah, be a doctor, lawyer, or an engineer. Expected to be good. And like expected to get A's and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot of those things were expected on me. Yeah. And then as I like I grew up, like some like uh like anxiety problems happened. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that of like uh, if I'm not doing like that that good that good academic job like mm-hmm. I was like I don't have a future or something like that yeah and I was like there's some bouts where like I don't know I hated the teacher enough just to let my grades suffer yeah and like uh, I don't know what happened because I, I got a D in geometry in like second semester in first freshman year but you know I that's <laughs> one of the classes I failed yeah um, it wasn't the teacher's fault. It was ours. Well, no, I really disliked her. Um, <laughs> she was so abrasive. See, she was abrasive. Uh, we've been told that she taught like a college teacher. Yeah, and her class was hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, to chime in, I I was also really lazy. Yeah, you weren't as lazy. No, well, you could say that. <laughs> I was lazy. I I deserved that F. Yeah, I'll I'll hold that L. I deserve that D because I didn't do homework. Yeah, but I got good grades on all the tests. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's a lot of expectations and, mm-hmm. and it's uh, stressful. Yeah, know, it's stressful and it's tough. And I feel for all these kids, Min, Dia, Noel, Arksha. Mm. Uh, what are their representations? Oh parents or of just uh, education in general well there's a lot of things there's a lot of things in butterfly soup that's just 
I I just tend to see a lot of analogs of people I grew up with. Yeah, and also like yeah that uh that freshman year experience and like growing up in a community like that. So me me and RJ here have a collective friend circle that has been pretty consistent for the last I don't know fifteen years, sixteen years. Yeah, pretty much. We just had the same group of friends, and we're we were lucky enough to just maintain that. Even now, mm. um, it's uh, I can say that I at least have a solid like circle of friends that have been with me mm. for like most of my life. Yeah, and um, especially with like characters like Akarsha, characters like um, Min, Min, uh, uh, even Noel. Yeah, even Basically, like, everyone, the entire cast. Yeah. Um, I they're really believable characters. They have conversations that harken to like when we were in high school, just like really, really dumb stuff that we mm-hmm. just talk about. It's like even like Arksha's opening lines of like, yeah, it's like, hey, do you like Pringles? Yeah, <laughs> yo, go outside. Yeah, <laughs> it's a single Pringle sitting. We, mm. we, some, uh, we we go that far in some ways. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like. Especially Arx's sense of humor. Yeah. And like uh how she plays off Noel. Yeah, really hard. Like kinda of, it's it's not a foil, but it's like it's it's the reaction. It's it's the straight it. man yeah. uh it's the straight man routine. Mm. Um people may not know, but uh RJ tends to be quite the kidder uh, to yeah. many of our annoyances. I I remember one time particularly it's the the hot sauce incident. Of where, stick me. yeah. So, uh, so what happened? Um, we had this teacher. Uh, it was a psych teacher. Psych teacher that me that I had. I think I was sticking with. I was junior year of high school. Yeah, and he likes to do weird things sometimes. Yeah, but um, in in class he had brought ghost pepper sauce for us to try out. I'm not really sure what that has to do with psychology, but he brought it. And he brought it, and I had cut it in class, and. Me and another close friend of ours went with me to get some extra. And for some reason, he did not think to tell us no or ask why we needed yeah. it. But he gave us some. Yeah, it's like on an index card. And yeah, for like a few drops on, on it. And we thought it'd be pretty funny to feed it to someone. And uh, I we found RJ in the locker rooms. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, RJ, we got some habanero sauce or hot sauce. Yeah. And it's like, I can handle habanero because I... I like I was a big like a spicy fan. Like, yeah, it's like I could tolerate the pain. You were also one that would just eat anything we had. Uh, it, if it, <laughs> not everything, but like, no everything. Things. Well, sure, fine. Any anyway, we decided it'd be pretty funny if we gave RJ the hot sauce, and he did. He 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 went full and he licked the entire index card. And yeah, it I is. Think it's only habanero stuff. Yeah, like I'd be in the habanero before. And it was. It wasn't a habanero. No, it was ghost. It and was a hundred times worse than habanero. It was like one of the few times I saw you really legitimately mad. Like you were angry. It hurt, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it hurt. Luckily, you chose uh, our other friend as a target and not me. It was him, the one he, he presented to me. Yeah, but it was my idea. Yeah, you egged him on. Yeah, I, I egged him on super hard. <laughs> I didn't know it was you. And you started kicking him. And punching him? No, I started, like, banging things on the locker. Yeah. Because, like, it hurt. Yeah. It's pretty funny. And then uh, he ran out. Because we had a grocery store. Yeah. Like, a block down. Not even a block. It's, like, it's, like dra- five directly across minutes from away. school. Yeah. And then, like, he just bought me milk. Yeah, we just crossed the parking lot. <laughs> but it, it's, it's those kinds of scenarios that uh, 
Brianna writes about that really, really, really brought this this story to life for me. Yeah, it's like it's a lot of a lot of dumb stuff. I mean, yeah, a lot of dumb stuff, especially being in band. Mm-hmm. Uh, being dumb band kids it's a strong analog to what it was like for them playing baseball yeah and it's kind of like a third humor sometimes yeah like uh we we together and a group of other friends uh did short films for group projects because we had a camera so why not and uh one of our scenes it's like completely unplanned it was like uh it was a sign-off scene we were doing like a news anchor bit yeah, or something like that. It's like a documentary kind of, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it, it went to my turn uh-huh. out of, like, uh, our four other cast members. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And it's like, just go. And it's like, camera rolling. It's like, hi, I'm the cameraman. Uh, that's about it. And then it says here, yeah, from Andrew. <laughs> yeah. And then our other friend just threw a chair. Just, just across, across the, the table. Yeah. And my immediate reaction was to pick up that chair and just uh-huh. throw it back on the table. And he just started throwing stuff. stuff. It was it was like some sort of unsaid social cue of yeah. it is now time to throw chairs across <laughs> the frame. And yeah, so like all of us um, and our, our band director is a very nice man. Yeah, he wasn't there. But he <laughs> showed very li- little uh, authority or... Like he, he let supervision? us do whatever. Yeah, he, he he trusted us a lot, and we're not saying we didn't abuse his trust. Well, we do. We abuse. <laughs> we uh, did a lot of dumb stuff. But anyway, we it was commit, like, we, we went into some sort of tribal dance of throwing chairs and screaming, and just like beating our chests on the ground. Yeah, and well, it didn't go that far, but yeah, we yeah, went that far. Yeah, but it's like. It's like really, really dumb stuff. Like when uh, Arksha mm. dumped the trash can yeah. for Noel, or it's like that skateboard scene yeah. with the mins on Arksha's shoulder on a yeah, skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like it's, it's it's dumb and it's beautiful and it's great. We we see it as like uh, the idea of the baseball team being just a uh, a setting for having these kind of adventures, even post uh, baseball scenes. It's you're bringing like this group of people that may or may not have common interests into something that they can all enjoy and at least enjoy each other's company. And um, that's like a really big analog for the both of us Mm -hmm. since um, it brought us a lot of really similar-minded people that enjoyed a lot of similar things. Yeah, Um, it's like the baseball team was banned. Yeah, it was, it was. And it's like we met so many people Mm -hmm. and like we gained so many skills. And Yeah. yeah. Um, so something that I want to talk about talking about the baseball team is yeah, I want to talk about specifically uh, the buffet scene um, where all of the team gets together and they go yeah, to the, an, an Indian, Indian buffet. buffet and there's a scene where they're Noel and Min are drinking this uh, yogurt yogurt yeah uh, like soup kind of thing yeah it's like a liquidy yogurt you yeah put in a cup and um, both Akarsha and Dia are laughing at them because they're just drinking a straight out of a cup. And it reminds me of, like, the cultural differences between people. And just trying to just be open-minded. Yeah. Um, and I think it was last year or so, me and a really good friend of mine went up to San Francisco to go visit a friend. Um, that friend is Chinese. She's, she's full Chinese. And we ended up having dinner with her parents. And her parents had bought, uh, had bought a Peking duck for dinner and they made rice and they made tofu and a bunch of stuff and it was really really nice of them 
and it was probably one of my favorite memories that I'll ever have is just having this really really casual it wasn't super fancy they were just everyday eatings for them mm-hmm. and they served the duck and I'm sitting there and I asked them can I eat the brain and they just kind of look at me kind of weird and they're like yeah sure go for it and I was there I kind of cracked the skull open I started eating it and they kind of stop and they're like we don't even do that you're like you're like the first person we've seen mm-hmm. to just eat the duck brain and I was like oh I'm sorry and they're like no 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 it's cool mm-hmm. we we really like that that you're really out there really open and to well, me it was just an opportunity to eat Peking duck yeah. and it's like what well, made you want to eat the brain yeah well it's like I wanted to try it like how often do I get this opportunity mm-hmm. and for me I'm a particularly adventurous eater uh, this is counteracted by me having an equally weak stomach but like I'm willing to try anything and it was an opportunity that I wish I had more often is to have like meals with people that maybe I don't fully understand like their cultures mm-hmm. and I was taught a lot about like um, Chinese manners and just how to be a good guest and um, I it's it's funny because they were giggling and they were laughing because they didn't expect me yeah. to go that far and it was a really good learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's something that I immediately thought about when I was playing Butterfly Soup is all these like um, like cultural events that have happened in my life. And like, I'm really happy that I live in a state where a lot more cultures than just Mexican live. Like I can yeah. learn a lot about like a lot about people. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, Brianna does a really, really good job in yeah. doing all those things of all those like cute little moments that people have. Yeah, especially like that uh, in, uh, the Indian buffet scene. Yeah. Where it's like, Min and Noel don't really know what they're doing, yeah. and they're left unsupervised. Mm-hmm. And like that thing that was meant for desserts. Yeah. They just drink it out of a cup. Yeah. And <laughs> it's really, it's really fun. And uh, yeah, it's like some people make fun of you for it, but it's yeah. like they do it in like a jesting way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I remember. Uh, me being Filipino, growing up eating like Filipino food or American food, and it's like when I came across like an actual authentic taco, taqueria, uh-huh. and I was like, "Wow, two tortillas! That's crazy." <laughs> I was like, when I was really, really young. You didn't know why, right? Yeah, I didn't know why, yeah, but, but it's, it's like I'll just go with it. You yeah, know? no, no, it's fine. And I was like, "Is it supposed to protect the up the, the taco off the You don't like, have to worry it? about it. But it's pretty good. It's good. It's pretty good." And like when they're drinking the pudi, mm-hmm. like I think, I think I would have enjoyed it. Yeah. And then they're like, you're not supposed to eat it like that. I probably <laughs> would have done the same thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a cute way, and it's like it's something you don't really see mm-hmm. in uh, other visual novels, mm-hmm. and what makes this important, at least to me, and why it was the best, mm-hmm. because it was, not just representing a lot of stuff mm-hmm. like it's it's a combination of like different cultures mm-hmm. different societal societal contexts yeah whether it be asian whether it be as living as a minority whether mm-hmm. it be uh immigrant parents yeah. or like economic pressures mm-hmm. and even uh some lgbt G stuff yeah stuff mm. that uh i remember one of the opening scenes mm-hmm. was proposition eight yeah, and I for like that was like one of the thing, first things you voted on. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, we were of age when yeah, that we were thing. Up when that thing happened. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, like I I saw some protesters sometimes. Yeah, with signs. Mm-hmm. And like I totally forgot about it. 
Yeah. Because, like, it felt like that long ago, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, having that up front, like, Being it reminded a- me yeah. of, like, that time period. Mm-hmm. That's, like, how, like, it's kind of, like, <laughs> I don't know, it's, like, the witch hunt thing. Yeah. But, like, you had people openly supporting it, too, mm-hmm. right along the sides of them. Mm-hmm. And it's putting that in the forefront as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, helping to come with, like, the uh, sense of identity. Yeah. Like, does she actually like like girls? Or mm. it's like, isn't this supposed to be wrong? It's like, this is the way I wasn't taught or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, it does so much stuff like that that like really drives it away from mm. all the other vision novels you read, whether it be like traditional Japanese vision novels or like English, original language vision novels. There's and, something particularly f- fresh, I guess, about playing like american-made vision novels like for me a lot of the vision novels i played with a lot of the like, the cookie cutter japanese ones with yeah. like usually maybe just because of my taste but like the ones with, like giant harems and not really not really focusing on character development more just progressing a plot yeah but, it's um, going forward so maybe there's a school yeah there's usually a school they, may, may, they may or may not have gr- uh, swords. Um, Maybe those <laughs> girls have swords. Yeah, some, sometimes it's magical powers. Sometimes yeah. dark magical powers. But know? it's something that um, harkens to my my last year's game of game of the year of Valhalla, which is just focusing on kind of like the human condition. Yeah, human experience. Yeah. And like, there, there is a story. And Black Fly Soup, it's really, it's really good because it's like a slice of life yeah it doesn't feel like yeah like there has to be an end no but it's the vignettes and the mm. stories mm. and same thing with like valhalla it's just these short stories that you get yeah. from people yeah it's not about like the overall world but it's yeah. about the people in this world mm. and what the the writer wants to tell yeah but um i think those are most of our thoughts any any last things um who's your favorite character oh it's noel noel She's my wallpaper. I really like them all, dude. (laughs) Like, I would want to hang... Like, I resonated a lot with Dia as well. Well, yeah, because like Also, with representation, I am deaf in one ear. That's like... That's a hard pull. Yeah, and Dia is deaf in one ear. And it's like that thing of, like, creators don't need to give Mm. the characters these attributes. But uh, Brianna chooses... Mm. Or, like... That chooses to have the uh, be deaf in one ear. Yeah. So like the way she reacted to uh, like that that one uh that mm-hmm. one girl, like with the flyer, and, like asking her to join the baseball team, but she doesn't really understand yeah. what she's saying because yeah. like she's flustered and frantic, and then it's <laughs> it's also a thing like I can't hear people well. Liz. That, that, yeah, Liz. Liz. When Liz presents the idea of the flyer mm-hmm. and like interrupts her, mm. and it's like she can't really understand her. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's like a scene that happens to me all too often, mm-hmm. or it's like when Adia just sometimes just nods yes. Yes. Or like uh, how Adia positions her body because mm-hmm. he's deaf in a certain side, mm-hmm. and like I'm deaf in my right side. Yeah. So, so like once a person to the right of me is saying something to me, like I have to turn. My entire body, mm-hmm. so my ear faces their ear. Yeah. My ear faces their mouth, mm-hmm. and just I don't know. It's just Dia's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's really cool. <laughs> Man, I would hang out with Dia though. 
I'd probably hang out more with men because uh, I don't know. I'm a, I have a very aggressive personality, mm-hmm. and I am may or may not be prone to violence, but uh, friendly violence. A friendly violence. She, she may she may take it too far though. She she definitely takes it way too far. But um, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I'm really really glad you showed me it. Yeah, and I'm really glad to share it. It's one of it's one of my like just absolute favorite visual novels. Yeah, from everything I've read. Yeah. Cause it's yeah, it's not it's completely mm-hmm. like just this encompassing story about yeah. just these mm-hmm. four girls living in California, living just living mm-hmm. in this type of world setting that uh, I'm all too familiar with, and yeah. you're probably all too familiar yeah. with. And even though like, um, like uh. Like other people may not like live in the same area we do or mm-hmm. have those opportunities, uh, it's it still feels like completely authentic and it feels yeah. like uh, it makes sense. Like even if like you're living in France or something, mm-hmm. I still recommend you play Butterfly Soup. Yeah, because just beyond all that stuff, beyond the world, it's, it's just a story of these four girls just mm. having a good time with each other. Yeah, and just. And you could uh, learn a lot of things from them because it is written really authentically. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It's good. It's good. It's, it's a good. good. It's great. It's excellent. Mm. It is uh, such a masterpiece of its own, I think. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah. 11 out of 10. Um, yeah. I think that's uh, all for today. I want to want to talk a little about baseball because you love baseball. Well, I mean. Baseball is good. Uh, I used to play a lot of baseball as a kid. My mom used to take me a lot to the batting cages. I don't really remember because I was really, really young. Mm. Um, it helps out that I'm left-handed, so I was really good at bat. Um, but yeah, when they, I didn't, when I first saw it, I did not immediately think baseball. But as soon as I think it's the second scene when they are at the stadium, they start talking about like knuckleballing and things and like balls. that, which is super fascinating. And I'm really, really glad that she, like, name-dropped a couple of those really big, like, knuckleballers. Um, I don't know. Baseball is a sport. Baseball is a sport that I like. Um, I think get uh, some similar feelings when it came to, like, basketball. And it's just, like, there's a certain camaraderie when it comes to, like, certain types of physical activity. Like, you and I felt it a lot, like, during marching band. It's, like, waking up at, like, 5.30 in the morning. Go on a bus to... The three-hour trip yep. to or, Pismo Beach. Yeah, either that or like going to the fucking. Wait, can I curse? I'm gonna curse anyway. You uh, go. That's the first time you curse. I'll let I'll sorry. let it slide. Um, going to the track <laughs> at like six thirty in the morning and basically marching until school started. Mm-hmm. And then we all had to run to the yeah, band room, yeah, get our stuff, and that's that's how our day started. Was I think it was almost daily. Mm-hmm. We'd have to show up really early in the morning. Yeah, and then after school, period. we'd keep marching. And kind of through that physical exertion, you learn mm-hmm. to trust people. You learn how everyone kind of deals under stress, especially when it comes to like competition season. Yeah. Where you're kind of all in this together and no one can fail. And even with like that first friendly, you start seeing like those seeds of like camaraderie of like how everyone has to rely upon each other. Mm-hmm. And even though it's not the biggest focus in the thing. I think it's like this really, really good way to yeah, convey to bring... trust, even with like side characters that you only yeah. see like 
they're in baseball. Yeah, that you you only see them for like maybe maybe a total of like a minute or two. Yeah. Some of those side characters you don't see for very long, mm-hmm. but like you hear them in the background. Yeah, it's like they're they're part as much part of the team as anyone else's. As anyone else's, and it's like for me, I think like sports and like any kind of like that that activity like group activity. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're all like working towards one goal. Mm-hmm. It's like it's really mm-hmm. it's really a thing that like, you have to experience, and it's a feeling. Yeah, good. like uh, for me in elementary school, I grew up with baseball. Like I was like back in my uh, first grade journal, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Asked, they had a page of like what do you want to be when you grow up and I choose a basketball player mm-hmm. because I grew up in a my dad was like really into the Lakers mm-hmm. and I didn't really understand mm-hmm. so but I wanted I liked my dad so I yeah. liked the Lakers yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I liked the uh, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille mm-hmm. when they're on the Lakers and uh yeah in the fifth grade and sixth grade I joined mm-hmm. the basketball team mm-hmm. and even though our team kind of sucked mm-hmm. it was fun though. yeah fun being on actual basketball court and competing against these other people you don't know yep and it's like it even though like um i wasn't always like the most active kid Mm -hmm. or like the most loudest kid i was like pretty quiet and stuff uh it was just a way for me to contribute and be yeah and like when i joined band Mm. i was like especially like watching band in high school Mm. That also the same thing you were talking about, mm. where it's just where you spent countless hours doing this. Yeah, and then also like I joined the tennis team, mm-hmm. and like some of my best times in my freshman year were those were those tennis matches. Mm-hmm. That I wasn't like the greatest at it, mm. and they, we only did doubles because I was in JB. Yeah, uh, it was just I'm part of a thing. You yeah, know? yeah, and like I remember just one match where. Uh, against a high school that was pretty close by and then uh it was like me and my doubles partner and like it got to a point where we got tiebreaker mm-hmm. and then we lost like uh seven to nine because i fudged it <laughs> but it's fun you know mm-hmm. and like i really got like closer in that way even though like mm-hmm. my doubles partner we don't talk that often yeah but we became close through our teamwork together yeah. And I feel like that's the same with butterfly soup and baseball, mm-hmm. and I could be the same with like any other sport. But uh, this sense of camaraderie and the sense of yeah. a community and a sense of being in a new world yeah. where these rules are established, yeah. and at that moment, nothing else really matters, except on the diamond, or like on a a field yeah. or on a thing, and it's fun. It's real and fun. It's, and it's good to see uh, people talk uh, about it. You know, people talk about it and to see uh, women baseball players. Yeah. And, like, that's the raddest thing. Yeah. <laughs> Man, those uniforms are great. They're super good. I think it's in the art book where Min's wearing the opposing team's yeah. uh, uh, uniform. That uniform's rad. It's so good. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, even, like, the relationship between the catcher and the pitcher. It's, it's an it's, amazing relationship. It's an amazing That's relationship. That's something that I never understood, because I was mostly, uh, batter. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it was kind of taken away from me, because, uh, I have... I have some funky stuff going on with, like, my right leg. Yeah. And as, as maybe around the age of, like, six or seven, 
I was told by doctors. Maybe he shouldn't should play baseball. Be sh- yeah, he shouldn't That's play baseball. Thing, yeah. I can't That's, run, basically, yeah. as they said, because we don't know how it would affect his growth yeah. later on. And so I had to stop. And it's something that I've missed for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I guess reading about like these these people playing baseball really, really reminded me how much I loved it. Um, I think the sound of an aluminum bat getting a really, really mm-hmm. good hit is such a nostalgic sound and it's something that I really, really enjoy. And maybe we're like, uh, me and RJ here, maybe take a trip to the batting cages. Yeah. Uh, hit some, I don't know, baseball terminology. Hit some balls, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's like also like for me that same feeling of uh, shooting, mm. shooting a good uh, basketball and it just wishes mm-hmm. directly into that hoop. Mm. Or, like, hitting that serve just right. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's a yeah. beauty. I think, uh, I think it's all that we have to talk about for today. Yeah, any uh, closing thoughts about Butterfly Soup? Play it. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make you cry and laugh at the same time. How much is it right now? How much it's is it free. Available? It's free? It is free. Free. Uh, you thank you, Brian. <laughs> Brian <laughs> For making it that accessible. Yeah. It's completely accessible, and I highly recommend it. Yeah. I cannot recommend it enough. All right. So I think uh, we're going to sign off for today. Yeah. So, go make dinner. Yeah. Because dinner's good. Y'all should eat. So, uh, again, my name is Andrew. You can follow me on Twitter if you want at uh, Summer Kurtz, S-O-M-M-E-R-K-U-R-Z. Um, yeah, I just look for a guy holding a bottle of kimchi. That's yeah. Probably me. I took that photo. Yeah. And I... Uh, I'm RJ. You can follow me at Twitter on Twitter at mog underscore mog underscore knight. Uh, we'll we'll post it. Yeah. And also, I run this site called the uh, Koopa Writes, where I write about stuff. And I'm trying to get this other guy to write with me. I used to write, but not anymore. But now he will. No. And uh, you can uh, see that site at a. Uh, cooperwrites.wordpress.com and also I'll be making a Cooper Writes Twitter but I'll be in the notes but yeah uh, hope you enjoyed our little podcast we're still new at it but uh, we're, getting all doubt- we're working out all the kinks we'll get better we'll get better I promise this is fun for yes, us it right? is. it's very fun so this has been Cooper uh, Talks uh, join us next time where we decided on the topics Valhalla Kids and some Nano Reno games. Yeah. That'll be really exciting. And maybe I'll talk about some of the games that I played that fall in that category. Yeah, because we love video games. A lot of video games. But anyway. we're college students and we're gonna try our best we're to gonna try our best to make a consistent schedule. Uh, a lot of us are out of the house and sometimes it can get a bit noisy here. Yeah. We have we have housemates, so yeah. But uh join us next time. I hope you enjoyed. Uh thank you for listening. And I love you all. Goodbye. Bye.